0: The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello and welcome back to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks Team Coverage Podcast, formerly known as Hoop Ball Hawks. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia. This is post-game after your Hawks take care of the Miami Heat on MLK Day on TNT, national televised crowd, great crowd in State Farm Arena. The Hawks take care of business, and now they are 3-0 since they had that players-only meeting in Indiana on Friday. They are at their first three-game winning streak since November 2nd through the 7th of this season. This is courtesy of Mike Conti from 92.9 FM here in Atlanta. There's also some other numbers. The Hawks shot better than 51% today. They're not in 0 games when they shoot better than 51% from the floor. Hawks improved to 21 and 21. They're back to the 500 mark now on this three-game winning streak. They now sit at ninth in the Eastern Conference, where they were going into the game. But they're now just two and a half games back from the New York Knicks, who lost today at home in overtime against Toronto, who the Hawks just beat. So now you're two and a half games back for the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. You beat some pretty good opponents. You're feeling good about yourself. You improved to 21-11 and 11 all-time on Martin Luther King Day. 9-19 and all-time in Martin Luther King Day games, played at home. And over the last three games in his three-game winning streak since the players only meeting, Hawks have shot over 50% from the floor, just under 46% from three, and just under 82% from the free throw line. So they're playing really, really good basketball now and. I mean, this team was always capable of it, but they needed to play team basketball and unify, and that's, I think, what took place in Indiana was to hold some accountability and give this team an eternal sense of urgency to control, like DeJounte Murray said post game, control what you can control. You can't control the turmoil going on in the front office, the turnover, the changes. You can control your output and playing for four quarters in games. He said, we, we focus too much on starts and finishes. And we just need to play 48 full minutes. And the last three games, they have done that. They have led wire to wire the last two games. And played a full 48 minutes, in my opinion, the last three games. So whatever was said behind closed doors, whatever whoever rallied the troops. And maybe it is DeJounte Murray. Maybe there's someone else. I mean, the details from the players only meeting have not fully come out. I just report, you know, what is told to me from my sources. But certainly it has added some pep in the step of the Atlanta Hawks. And now Capella returned today. Capella returned. And now the Hawks, after getting this win, are now 16-12 and this year when Capella plays. We still need Okongu to be aggressive and play the way he does. And he still started as Capella was on a minutes restriction today. Which I foresaw. I foresaw Okongu getting to start. Capella being on a minutes restriction and slowly bringing him in. But Capella looked really good today. Really good. He's been practicing for the last, I want to say, six days from what I've been seeing. So they wanted to bring him out when he was feeling as best as he could physically to go out there and play some minutes and make an impact, and he certainly did that. He was an impact down the stretch for the Hawks. Murray was spectacular today, just hitting big shot after big shot. And I tweeted, it's safe to say that his shooting woes that were plaguing him for about six, seven games have have been put behind him, and he's been – Looking really good the last three games, and particularly the last two games. He went crazy in Toronto and carried out over into today's game against the Miami Heat. Trey Young was big down the stretch, was not the leading scorer, but made some smart, savvy plays to get himself to the free throw line down the stretch, which we know he is damn near automatic from from the free throw line. And with this win today, the Hawks now tie the season series versus Miami. This is the last time they'll take on Miami at home. The next two contests against Miami will take place after All-Star break. Beginning of March, it'll be two games in three days down in MIAO. A Saturday night matchup on March 4th and a Monday evening matchup on March the 6th against Miami. So, that will be the last time we see our division rivals, so it was really good after you blew a lead in that first matchup against the Heat here at home. You get a chance for revenge, and then you have two more opportunities against your division rival later on in the season. So that was really good. There were some some big plays down the stretch. Uh, DeJounte Murray, three at the butter, and then he got fouled in one. It was a bailout, definitely. And I tweeted out that, you know, Reggie Miller was calling it out before DeJounte Murray made that big three that we are accustomed to seeing the Hawks have great ball movement throughout the game. Typically, to start off the game, second quarter may vary, but third quarter, they get it together, they regroup at halftime, and they do good to start the fourth quarter. And then down the stretch, they get into hero ball. Iso ball and makes it extremely easy for teams to guard us. And we were getting into that familiar territory again this game. And it was DeJounte Murray and Trey Young and even DeAndre Hunter who had some big plays down the stretch to not let that be the reason we blew this lead. We led the entire game. Miami did not lead this game at all. So you lead wire to wire against a team in the Miami heat who were coming in on a three game winning streak themselves. So you end their three game winning streak, kill momentum. They didn't have Kyle Lowry and a couple other people playing, but Jimmy Butler was still Jimmy Butler. Bam out of played well. Uh, you took advantage of Tyler hero struggling today offensively. And he was visibly frustrated. Did come off an Achilles injury. few games ago, so he's still trying to find his rhythm, but you'll take it, especially after watching him foul Trey Young down the stretch in the fourth quarter. There's no love lost there, but you get three blocks from Capella tonight, which was great. You answered the bell every time Miami would make a run. You made a run yourself, and it was complimentary team basketball for four quarters that helped the Hawks pull this game out. And now you're sitting in a position where, you know, Indiana is at eight now. You're half a game behind Indiana. You're a game and a half behind Miami at seven. And like I said before, you're two and a half games back from six for the New York Knicks. Can the New York Knicks sustain this play? We don't know. We're going to find out. If I had to put my money on it, Miami, when they're healthy— I can see them putting it together and being a formidable team to battle for that sixth spot. Indiana, could they fall back? Young team, a lot of unknowns, but they've been playing well. But Atlanta is turning the corner at the right moment. I called it last episode. I'm going to continue to call it. We're going to continue to track it here on Eat Those Hawks. That player's only meeting, and I am waiting for the details to come out for that meeting. Someone's going to report it. I'm the first one to, but somebody on a bigger syndicate will report it and talk about that meeting, and that will hopefully be the, the jump-off point to a hopefully successful second half of this NBA season for your Atlanta Hawks. And that's what you're hoping for. No matter how you feel about Nate McMillan, you want to see your team Succeed. You want to see them play well, and they have been playing very well the last three games. And you saw moments today where, uh oh, they're relegating back to you know their old ways. But you can tell they're being intentional about playing for four quarters, moving the ball, you know, being focused and honed in to the defensive game plan. And he, I saw Trey Young fighting defensively today. Um, everybody was. You know, pulling on the rope. There was no one player. Uh, John Collins' struggle today. He's had a, a rough few games, but you can't question his effort. This was a team win today on national television. So the nation gets to see potentially the Hawks change their narrative. Now they have another national televised game on ESPN coming up. On Wednesday against the Mavericks, which is always tough to play the Mavericks in Dallas. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the program. We're going to take a quick break. Then I'm going to dive into the numbers from tonight's eight-point win over the Miami Heat. And then preview the Mavericks game. But you already know. First, this quick plug. Okay, listeners. It's time to talk a little fantasy hoops. Now, I don't know about you. I'm in several fantasy leagues, and every fantasy league that you are in, you have a rival. Pokemon, Ash Ketchum had Gary, and I know you have your Gary out there. So it's time to beat Gary and get the insight that you need to take your stuff to the next level and win a fantasy basketball championship. Do you remember who led you to Tyrese Halliburton, DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, and Mikhail Bridges? Before any other rank list, I know which one. It's the Brewski's 150, and you probably turn those huge wins into some cash or a fantasy basketball championship. This year, the Brewski 150 is on sale for a limited time. And Ethos 360 subscribers can get access in less than a week. Head to sportsethos.com. And click on the premium tab to grab membership information or the draft guide today. And yes, to answer your most important question, the Brewski 150 is included in both options. Check back daily for more new features and go dominate your leagues, beat Gary with the help of Sports Ethos. All right, we are back. Hawks win 121-113 here in Atlanta over the Heat. DeJounte Murray scored 28 points. 12 of his 28 points were in the fourth quarter as they held off Miami's comeback effort behind, obviously, Jimmy Butler having 34 points. He was 11-16 from the floor, played very well. Bam bio, did Bam bio things. 20 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists. He was 9-19. From the floor, Bam also had three steals in three blocks. So if you're a fantasy basketball player, you love those numbers from Bam on bio, who actually had the highest plus minus on this Heat team. As I said, Hero struggled, but still ended up with 15 points, four assists, five rebounds. He was one of eight from three, which is a win. Gabe Vincent gave him 10 points. Caleb Martin, the only starter who did not score in double digits. 7.6 rebounds off the bench. Stress had three, 13 points off the bench. 7 from Ola Depot off the bench and 7 from Highsmith off the bench. The Miami Heat shot 48% from the floor. And the Hawks have been really guarding the three-point line very well lately as they held the Heat to under 26% from three shooting the ball. Meanwhile, your Atlanta Hawks, who I said were over 51% today from the floor, actually shot 59% from the floor and 48% from three. The inside-out approach, attacking the basket, getting to the rim, being intentional, getting the ball on the block to your front court players, opened up things from beyond the three-point line. And even though they're not shooting 30, 40, 50 threes like other teams, they're being more efficient from the three-point line, which is what you want to see. From your offense. When you attack and collapse the defense. and opens up things for shooters. On a three point line. Which led to the Hawks shooting. 48% from three. They were just under 82% from the free throw line. They were out rebounded today. Especially on the offensive glass. 12-2 advantage for Miami. But that did not matter. Big stat. 27 team assist. For Atlanta. The ball movement. The entire game, outside of the fourth quarter, when the hero ball, iso ball started coming out, the ball movement was excellent. I think they had 16 team assists in the first half, so they were moving the ball very well. Obviously, you see the dip in the second half, and that is, you know, a norm from the Hawks. But moving the ball well, getting everybody else involved. That was great. Nine steals, five blocks for the Hawks. They scored 19 points off of 16 Miami Heat turnovers today. Lost points in the paint and lost fast break points, but it was truly the three ball and their aggressiveness and ball movement to start the game that helped the Hawks hold this team off. Miami, like I said, had their runs and made it uncomfortable getting it down to Five, four points, but the Hawks responded and ended up holding off the Miami Heat here in Atlanta. So just a great team win, as I said before. DeJounte Murray, 28 points. He was 11-17 to from the floor. Five of eight from three. Five three-pointers made from DeJounte Murray tonight. Four rebounds, seven assists. And out of those seven assists, he only had two turnovers, so I love that ratio. Did have two steals and a block, so did his things defensively, but he is truly the player of the game tonight. Trey Young did Trey Young things 24 points, eight assists, three rebounds. He was six of 13 from the floor, three of six from three, so pretty efficient night from Trey Young. Nine of 11 from the free throw line. Did have 10 turnovers today, so. Can't have the turnovers. Uh, I mean, almost had a triple-double with turnovers tonight. But this is why you have your teammates pick you up. And Trey Young did roll his ankle. Um, he did land on Tyler Hero's uh, foot while being trapped near the base, not the baseline, on the out-of-bounds line. And he ended up getting a technical foul from being frustrated from the, the ankle roll and Tyler Hero trying to grab for the ball. and He swiped his arm and got the technical, which was pretty petty. It was a petty technical call, in my opinion. But, and you can tell he was not visibly comfortable, which I'd be curious to see what the injury report says as they travel out to Dallas and take on the Mavericks on Wednesday night. But he did finish the game, which is a good sign. Uh, definitely, they're probably going to do treatment around the clock, but This is why you have your teammates pick you up. DeAndre Hunter, who is consistently the third-leading scorer on his team, I think he's your third-scoring option in the starting lineup. 15 points from him, 6 of 10 from the floor. He added four rebounds and four assists. Also, John Collins, who on the surface, he looked like he was struggling, but I am shocked when you look at the, (laughs) the box score that he had 14 points. He had 14 points. Four rebounds. He was 6-9 and from the floor. Hit both of his free throw attempts and actually was tied for the second highest plus minus on the team with A.J. Griffin off the bench. He scored 12 points in 20 minutes. Five or six from the floor. Two or three from three. Added two assists. Three three rebounds. Clint Capella in his first game back. 12 points. Six rebounds off the bench. Bogey gave you eight. And when you're looking at the box score... Almost everybody outside of Aaron Holiday scored for the Atlanta Hawks. It was a balanced scoring attack, which lends to, obviously, the team basketball aspect that I was talking about. Hawks had six players in double digits. Six. And everybody except Aaron Holiday had eight points or more. So, And Aaron Holiday only played five minutes. Five minutes. But everybody scoring. Everybody contributing. Everybody getting rebounds and moving the ball. And. It was just probably, and I saw some other people who have covered the Hawks a little bit longer than I have. They said it is probably the best ball movement they've seen the post-bud era, which is a big, big compliment to how well the Hawks played offensively today, and I am hoping that this carries over. It's going to definitely need to carry over when they go on and take on the Dallas Mavericks on Wednesday night, but... Certainly a great team win, great crowd today. You played well on national television against one of the better defensive teams. The Heat are in the top five in defensive efficiency in the NBA. and You put up 121 on them on national television while they had 34 points from Butler. And Bam bio do Bam Adebayo things. Did they miss Kyle Lowry? Absolutely. But certainly you're going to take them how you get them. And you're not going to complain about winning. And the Hawks, in the situation they are in, ninth in the East, now just getting back to 500. you you're never going to complain about a win. So great team win tonight in Atlanta. And now, like I said, Wednesday night, they will travel out to Dallas for an ESPN matchup versus the Dallas Mavericks. This will be the first time they take on the Mavericks this year. Right now, the Mavs are in a slump. They've lost four of their last five. Four of their last five, and they lost their last two games in Portland over the weekend. So certainly they're going to look to have a better performance and advantage to the Mavericks, who are coming back from the West Coast. And their first game is against Atlanta on Wednesday, so they will be well-rested. So that is something to... Pay attention to. Uh, obviously, we play the game today. We're going to have to travel and then we play them on Wednesday. So don't have the luxury of having that extra day's rest like the Mavs do. But anytime we play the Mavs, you already know what the storyline is Luca versus Trey, the draft night trade that forever will connect these two franchises depending on the success level of each of these superstars on their respective teams. And there's a lot of Social media and in that banter about, you know, the Hawks getting fleeced in a trade and Lucas so much better than Trey when they've both went as far in the playoffs and both have similar numbers. Both have similar impact on their teams. They're both ball dominant. They do their thing. Their highest volume scores. They get their assist. The difference is Lucas is a little bit bigger. More physical player, obviously, with his size and stature. He can get rebounds and is a triple-double threat every single night. Whereas Trey Young is a double-double threat with assists and points. So it's going to be a very interesting matchup. It always is. So just get ready for the narratives throughout the game. And I just hope that Trey Young is healthy so he can give a give it a go. And I would love to see DeJounte Murray, who is very familiar with the Mavericks, playing them four times a year in the Western Conference to reintroduce himself with his new team here in Atlanta. So it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Interesting to see if Capella is still on a minutes restriction or if it's upped a little bit. We're gonna need obviously all the front court depth that we can get. John Collins, who had a solid game today, I will you know withdraw saying he had a rough go at it today. Solid game for John Collins. He typically has a pretty good performance against the Mavericks, so it'll be interesting to see how he performs. and If we can get Bogey back into the fold, he's been struggling the last three, four games. Onyeka Kongu continues to play very, very well today. Even though he didn't have the crazy outburst of points and rebounds like he did in Indiana. He continues to be aggressive, finding his shot, attacking the rim, scoring around the basket, obviously battling for boards, doing whatever he needs to do to help the team win. Eight points today, three rebounds, one steal, one block. Did have five fouls, so got into foul trouble tonight. But Okongu, we need to continue to. Give him confidence, give him the ball, let him make plays and score around the basket and let him defend like he has been defending and rebounding at a high level. But it's going to be great that he didn't have to do it all by himself now with Capella back. Today, Okonkwo played 27 minutes, Capella played 21 minutes and a minute restriction type game. So we'll see how he is handled. Going forward, like I said, I want to see Bogey get out of his slump. Jalen Johnson did not play today, which had a lot of people scratching you know, their heads because Johnson's been playing very well the last few games. But maybe we will see him on Wednesday against the Mavericks. I would love to see him in that rotation and really just throw our athleticism in our size that we do have. Even though that is a funny thing to say at the Mavericks because they don't handle... They don't handle elite guards well, which the Hawks have, and then teams that have depth in the wing position, they don't handle those fairly well either, but you know what? The Mavericks are still 24-21, and 21, which in the Western Conference puts them at fifth, so a very good good team still. Like I said, they've lost four of the last five, the last two games straight, and they're 500 in the last 10 games, but... They are a really good team at home. They're sixteen and six at home, so you already know that's always going to be a tough environment to play in American Airlines Arena in Dallas. As you know, Luca has been doing Luca Doncic things. He's averaging just under thirty-four points per game. He is the leading scorer in the NBA, shooting under fifty percent from the floor, seventy-three percent from the. Free throw line, he is the leading rebounder on this team with nine rebounds per game. And also the lead assist man at 8.8 assists per game. Trey Young is second in the league in assists per game at 9.8. So, will be a really good matchup. Um, Mavericks do have some injuries. Uh, Luka Doncic hasn't been the healthiest the last few games. Dorian Finney-Smith has been battling a hip injury. He was out the last game versus the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, Tim Hardaway has been dealing with an ailment himself. He's listed as day-to-day. So it'll be interesting to see the injury report for both teams going into Wednesday's game. And particularly, how healthy is Trey Young's ankle after rolling it today in the contest versus the Heat? But it's going to be going to be a really good contest. I'm excited to see us take on the Mavericks. Anytime we take them on, it is a close contest. You would think the offensive engine that Luka Doncic is, their numbers would be among the best in the NBA. Well, points per game, they're actually 19th in the NBA at 112.7 points per game. They're 12th in opponents' points per game at 112.3. Their pace is the second slowest, so they like to slow things down, play more half court. Offensive rating is 6th in the NBA. Defensive rating is 24th in the NBA right now. And obviously, we know their leading scorer is Luka Doncic. But outside of him, you know, they have Spencer Dinwiddie, who usually comes off the bench, but can start, obviously, very capable. He's averaging just under 17 points per game. 5 assists per game, 3 rebounds, shooting around 40% from the 3-point line and shooting just under 47% from the floor. They have Tim Hardaway, who obviously has been battling ailments. He's averaging 14 points per game. Reggie Bullock, who obviously we're very familiar with from his time guarding Trey Young for the New York Knicks. Dorian Finney-Smith, who has been battling ailments. You have Christian Wood off the bench, averaging 18 points per game. Also averaging eight rebounds, a block per game, shooting 38% from three. So, you know, really good players. So, they have some players on this team. I think they were more, they had more depth last year. And their question will be who is their true number two? It's probably going to be, if I had to guess, it's Doncic, then Wood, then Dinwiddie. So those are your three, but I I don't think it's a stretch to say that the Hawks have a better roster than the Mavericks. Now, the Mavericks may have more cohesiveness and they have not as much turnover in their front office and turmoil there. And drama surrounding that team that is public. There may be some things behind closed doors that have not been fully communicated to me, but And maybe that's the reason why, obviously, you know, they have the record they do. And obviously, Luka is an MVP-type candidate and can do spectacular things. But this game will come down to defense from the Hawks. Being connected on defense, throwing a bunch of different defensive looks at Luka Doncic, being really active. I think DeAndre Hunter, DeJounte Murray, Capello Okongwu, John Collins, they're all going to be vital to the success defensively. I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Johnson gets in the fold, um, A.J. Griffin, even Justin Holiday, maybe, uh, just to throw a bunch of different bodies and some length at this Mavericks team to not make Luka just read so easy and force him to take tough, contested shots. Because if you force him to take tough, contested shots or force the ball out of his hands and make someone else beat them, They can rise to the occasion, but you're going to live with tough shots over just easy baskets. So it will be really, really imperative for this Hawks team to play great team basketball. This is a team in the Mavericks that is last in the NBA in two-pointers made and two-pointers attempted. But they're fourth in field goal percentage from the two-point percentage. So we have to keep them at the paint. This is a team that likes to shoot the three-ball. They make an attempt the third most three-pointers in the NBA, but they're middle of the pack as far as three-point shooting percentage. So let them shoot a volume of threes. They have the ability to get hot at times, but also can go cold for some stretches. This is also a team that gets to the free throw line a lot. They're 10th in free throws made, but they're 27th in free throw percentage. So... Don't be afraid to foul. Don't be afraid to foul. There's some people who are not capable of making free throws consistently on that team. And this is also a team that has some problems like the Hawks. They're 29th in assists per game. So ball movement can be an issue when you have a ball-dominant player in Luka Doncic. They don't get a lot of steals, don't get a lot of blocks. They don't turn the ball over which is really good. They're second in the NBA as far as turnovers goes per game. But they don't force a turn of turnovers as well. So even though they are a... Last year, they were one of the better defensive teams in the NBA. They have taken a step back this year. So offensively, we will be able to score points on this team. We have to move the ball, make them guard side to side, and... I like a balanced offensive attack like we've been seeing the last few games from the Hawks, and I think that will lend us to victory. And then defensively, it's about limiting Dodgers as best as you can and not letting the second, third options of Wood, Den Woody, uh, Tim Hardaway, if he plays, to go off. They're going to be at home. Role players play better at home. So it'll be a real interesting contest to watch. So I'm excited to watch them play. On Wednesday night on ESPN, let's see if we can reverse the curse of midweek ESPN games. The Hawks are really bad at them. I've talked about it extensively on this program. Can we steal one in Dallas? As I said, this is a very important week for the Hawks. They got a big win against the Heat. If they can beat Dallas, the contest against the Knicks and as well as the Hornets seem really winnable. Looking you know, the rest of the week. So this is the swing game of the week. If Can you beat Dallas? Can you defend? Can you limit Luka Doncic? It's easier said than done. We're going to have to throw a lot of bodies at him. But can you stop his second, third, and fourth options from having those games against you like we see a lot of teams have against the Atlanta Hawks? They get honed in on one player or one action and then they let other things beat them off well defensively as far as letting the offensive team execute on them so we'll see i'm excited to see the matchup on wednesday night on espn that will be a 7 30 eastern tip off and if you love what you heard from me today give us five stars give us a good review share to tell everybody about one of the best podcasts covering the atlanta hawks breaking news Talking stories, narratives, game to game. You know the drill. You know where I'm at. Put, put your people on to this program. Follow us on Twitter at Ethos Hawks. And on Twitter, that's at Ethos Hawks. And then follow myself at Brad Jarrett. That seven. That is Brad jarrett 67. 7 I'll catch you guys next time. Let's go Hawks. Beat the mask.